We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. Got up again uh, this morning, alarm went off at 530, and uh, I, I have to admit I snoozed it once, and uh but I got up and I began to talk to the Lord and the 10 o'clock I ended up spending a lot of time on that and right after the 10 o'clock service the Lord just gave me a word and I said but Lord we've talked about that so many times and then the words of brother Tom Fred Tenney rang loud in my ear a sermon has not been preached until everybody's heard it So I'm going to bring you something. It's not new. It's not revelation. You may have heard it, but it still applies. And I'm going to preach something I've been preaching for 25 or 26 plus years, uh, several times a year on a lot of years. But I think it'll keep us, and it's important. We won't be a long time. We're going to the book of Psalm, chapter 76. Brother David was all in my business. when He's up here talking about praise and worship. We're going to go to something. If you've been going to church here a little while, it's probably marked several times. And if not, then there will be something new in this for you. Psalm 76, and we're just going to read the first verse, and we'll be seated. And I thank you so much for standing. Psalm 76 and 1. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. I'm going to just tell the singers and musicians, y'all be ready because I'm going to need your help pretty quick. We're not going to be a long time today. We're going to get this and turn it over to the congregation, see if they believe it and what they want to do with it. Amen. And I'm going to just preach to you those first five words right there out of that little passage. In Judah is God known. In Judah is God known. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all you've done, all you're going to do. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the 10 o'clock hour. We had such a great time here. and Our eyes were open. Our youth was touched. Our children. I ask you to bless all those that are traveling. Keep them, but anoint us right here to hear and understand. Respond to your word. And we'll be quick to praise you in the matchless, perfect name of Jesus Christ, we pray. If you believe he can do it and he's going to do it, just say amen. Give him one more hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoever it was that was going to get that one degree for us, now's a perfect time. Amen. Amen. So let's look at this little, uh, this little passage. Doesn't look like it says much, but that right there is packed full of greatness. Psalm 76 and 1. So Judah, how many of you ever heard that? Of course, we got a baby in the church. I don't know if he's here today. See, when the church starts getting full like this, people don't always get their same seats. And so what's usually over there is over there. And uh, so uh, the name Judah is a, is a pretty incredible and remarkable biblical name. But uh, Judah was the son of Jacob and Leah. 
and uh, he was the fourth son of Jacob and Leah. And just to catch you up on the story real quick, Judah, uh, Jacob didn't want Leah. There was a deal made for uh, the other daughter who was Rachel and she was supposed to be uh, beautiful and near perfect in the eyes uh, of Jacob and he was fooled and when the daylight came after the wedding he realized that it was not Rachel laying beside him but it was Leah. He was fooled. He was angered. If you, if you study it, and I'm, going, I'm not going to say all the things unless somebody in the room have this appearance and think we mean it about you. But if you begin to study Leah, she had a lot of, uh, let's just say, abnormalities. Uh, it would be easy to tell her in a crowd. And if you read her in some very basic explanations, the Bible just says that Jacob perceived her as ugly. That's not something I think about any of y'all. That's right. Y'all are beautiful people. Every one of you. But Jacob did not see this in Leah. And so, uh, but he had already spent that night with her. The wedding had already happened. And so the law is now what it is. And he's made a deal that if he'll work again for seven more years, that he can have the one that he wanted, Rachel. And so... Time went on, and as you read about Jacob, he didn't always stay in the house with Leah. Matter of fact, he was gone more than he was home. There were uh, a lot of issues. They had, they had home problems, to say the least. And uh, so when, when time is rolling along, the, uh, she is a wife to him, and he comes in and out of the house. It's a very, a very dysfunctional marriage. It's messed up, but even through all that, there are children produced. And this one child is Judah. He's the fourth son. I want to just share with you the first three sons. The first and oldest son, his name was Reuben. If you know anything about custom, the father would name the child on the eighth day of its birth until a full week had passed. Uh, in that day, it was culture. They did, a lot of times, they didn't think the baby would survive. We didn't have modern medical procedures and such like we have today. So it was only on the eighth day that that child would be named and go through all the customs of the day. And we can see clearly here that uh, on a couple of them for certain, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach what I believe right here. I don't believe that Jacob was present for any of the namings. I think he was very angry. He was very mad. He was very bothered. And I think I'm going to be able to prove that to you. Reuben was that first son's name. And uh, it made Leah so happy in a, in, a, in a customary time where a man child made you the woman. I mean, I'm the woman. I produced a man for the nation. And then it made you the man. I produced a warrior, maybe a king. Who knows what's, what's here? But Jacob didn't feel this way, although Leah did. So when Reuben was born, the Bible says that his name means, Behold, God has given us a son. I, I believe this is in the, in the course of, of, of dialogue with, with Jacob. She's saying, look, but I may be ugly, but look what I gave you. I may not have everything. Oh, my goodness. I just felt the Holy Ghost. That's what I wanted to feel right there. And I ain't even to the good part. 
He, he said, uh, yeah, okay, and, and he split. He went and done his thing, and he, he lived out among the people, and he's just waiting, working those years off, you know, to, to have Rachel. And so Leah, thinking it's, it's customary now that we have a son, and, and, and this is great. Uh, the, the name literally means God has given us. Behold, God has given us a son, or surely the Lord hath heard my cry. It has two two meanings. And so she was crying, she was praying, she wanted a son. She thought that would bring Jacob home and make him a proud man, but it did not happen. He still turned away. But in time he came home and she conceived again a second son named Levi. And uh when this child was born, she must have been uh, absolutely just elated. And we know that uh, he did not uh, name this child. Uh, I, I, I jumped ahead of you one, but I'll go ahead and give you the name of Levi. But it said this right here. Surely my husband will be joined to me. She, she gives this child a name that says, okay, I've done this now for him. He should be a proud man. Surely he's going to come home and stay. So you know he didn't name the child. I mean, we, we, can, we can see uh, very clear in that. Reuben, is, he, he's given us a, a son. Simeon says he's given us another son. The Lord has heard my cry. That didn't do no good. The third son, Levi, is born, and she says, Surely my husband will be joined unto me. But notice, even against this modern culture, it's clear that Jacob is not there on that eighth day. It's obvious he doesn't have anything to do with that name. No man would give his son a name that says, surely my husband will be joined to me now. Come on. So he breaks the custom and he goes against it all. But this fourth son is born and something changes when this fourth boy comes along because his name is Judah. And when he's born, I, I can't uh, imagine Jacob being present at this time either. There's nothing to help us conclude that he was. But there was a, a fresh spirit, something that came over this woman that uh, is clearly ugly. And if you go read her story and read uh, her attributes and about her, you will find she was not what the, the culture of the day would call a pretty woman by any means at all. And But she said this, when this child was born and it's a fourth son another son has been given to Jacob she, it means now will I praise the Lord and see something came over her I'm doing all I can do to please this man and so when it comes down to a point where I can't please people I'm going to just praise God I'm going I'm to just praise God. I, I, I'm just going to praise him. So she gave this boy a name that meant in one word praise. In another definition, now will I praise the Lord. In another definition, praise is now at hand. And praise is necessary. And, and praise is the unity of the brethren. And there's so many things that it means. And so Leah had come to a place in her walk with God where she said, I see I can't please anybody. So I'm just going to praise God for what he's done for me 
That's what she said. Nothing else is working, so I'm going to do this. This was the birth of the man Judah that became the land Judah, that became the tribe of Judah. And he would carry the bloodline that would produce in time a king named David. And 52 generations later would produce another king named Jesus. I want to tell you something. When the world, I need a little help today, brother. When the world can't please you and you're looking for a way to satisfy your inner man and your soul and your mind and your life when people looking down on you you don't fit in with the group around you nothing matches, nothing feels right it's at that point that you can begin to praise God and a king will be born in your life, a king will show up in your family a king will show up under your roof Come on, somebody, hear me preach right now. When we learn to praise God, it don't matter who's watching, who's listening, who's gawking, who's making fun. When we learn to praise God, the king of glory will show up in our house. You see, when you know what's born in you, when you know what's been conceived, when you know what's living in you, and then you know what comes out through your spirit is the King Jesus. It's easy to say, you know what, Jacob? You may not think that much of me, but this boy right here, there's going to come a day when the Savior of the world, the King of glory, is going to come out of his tribe. He's going to be a praiser. He's going to be the root of David, who's going to be the greatest king ever known to live. Yes, he had sin, but he was a man after God's own heart. And his lineage goes back to an ugly woman and a man that didn't care about her that bore him a child and said, I don't care. I'm going to praise the Lord. Watch this right here. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Judah, he's known. Watch this. The word Judah, we know that it means praise and now praise has come to my house and to my lips and to my heart and to my soul. Praise has entered into me. But now here's another thing. The next word, Judah, is God known. The word known, it was as if they said, and Jacob knew Leah and conceived a child. Here's what that meant in that day and in that setting. It was a a term of intimacy. It meant, and it also in the New Testament it means God is in me and I am in him his spirit dwells in me and I dwell in his church here's what it's not it's not a recognition you recognize a spirit or you recognize a church but it is a personal intimacy where the Lord lives inside of me and when he lives inside of me I pour my praises like oil upon his feet like wine for him to drink Come on, like water from the heart. I pour my praise on it. I'm going to tell you something. A church that won't praise him won't survive. A church that won't praise him won't make it. I was talking to some people. I won't tell you what state or who it was, but I was talking to some people the other day that said, Rusty, there are buildings empty all out in this particular area of our nation. There are buildings that are seat two and 300 people that have six and eight showing up on Sunday. Here's what happened. COVID came through. People had a reason to stay home, but they've never found a reason 
reason to come back. And I'm going to tell you what my reason is. It's to be a praiser unto the one true living king. Sickness may come. Sickness may go. Death may visit the family. Death may visit the church. But we have got an obligation. I got, I got mad last night. I got Holy Ghost mad. I had an incident when my head started hurting. I started feeling bad pressure behind my eyes. And I woke up this morning and, and, my, and my wife had my happy socks out for me. And I said, well, I said, uh, we're going to do this different today. I wake up feeling kind of sick, kind of puny a little bit. My eyes are all red and bulging. I hadn't had no rest. Had a long, hard week with a lot of worry. What you going to do? Well, just call one of the other preachers and do that. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I think today I'll wear my smiley face tie. I want somebody to hear me. I've got my foot on the rock and my mind is made up. I am going to praise the Lord. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. From the birth to the death. From the cradle to the grave. I am a praiser. Somebody ought to do it right now. Somebody ought to do it right now. Somebody ought to do it right now. Oh, so what does praise mean right here? It means with an outburst or a voice to shine light upon the goodness of your God. Here's what that is. I love you, Jesus. You're the best. I'll clap my hands unto you. I'll dance in your presence. I'll sing a song for you. I'll do it when it hurts because you're worth it. Somebody that don't feel like it right now. It ain't up to if you feel like it. You ought to do it because he's worth it. You ought to do it. Somebody needs to say, Woo, that's what I'm talking about. You ought to do something you don't feel like doing because your Savior is worth it. He's done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. I woke up with breath this morning. I woke up with a praise in my heart. I woke up knowing he's worth it. If you can't praise him, you'll never survive the next attack of the enemy. You won't survive what comes against you next. You won't come, you won't survive the next challenge. You gotta praise him. That's where he's known. That's where there's intimacy with God. People don't have a problem crying out when there's a need. But crying out just to say I love you. I I don't want to take away from the service today. But I woke up and it it wasn't designed to be a Jesus song I don't believe. But I woke up today and I got this on my heart. I done dialed up heaven's number. And I said, I just call to say I love you. I just call to say how much I care. I do. 
Come on, somebody needs to hear what I'm telling you. We need to make a call to heaven and say, I don't have all the money, I don't have all the health, I don't have all the fame, but I come to church today to make a call to tell you I love you. I call to tell you how much I care today. second verse of our reading in Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion Salem was a portion of Jerusalem that most scholars and theologians believe that John preached and Jesus was baptized. So somebody hear me right now. If the tabernacle, if the special place where the mercy seat's gonna rest is found in baptism. Whoa. Somebody hear me. If praise brings me to a new place with him that I show my intimacy and then I can go to a place of baptism, it's in this place that he begins to dwell. Verse three says, there, there where? In praise, in baptism, in mercy, where the mercy seat's at, where, where, where the great move of the great God is happening. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword and the battle. Selah. What's he saying is if you can learn to praise him and if you can go to the place he went and if you can praise him in his tabernacle and you can be present where the baptism happening if you can be a part of that he will walk into the camp of your enemy he will tear up their bow break down their arrows and take away their shield and crumble them but to do that it's going to take us shining a light on him and to tell him how worthy somebody ought to do it right now sister Beckham I'm done just bring us some shouting music come on somebody hear me right now I don't care if we're just courting for Jesus. We're fixing to praise him. We didn't come to just preach today. We came for a praise session. If you want to know God, you're going to have to praise him. Praise to make a light, to shine a light, to bring a feeling and emotion towards God. This means love on display. We're going to know him through the power of his spirit. We're going to have to show him and anybody that may be around that I love him. In praise is God known. We talk about, and it was mentioned that he lives in the praise. There's one thing about where he lives. There's another thing with a personal experience. Heard a lot of people use the term, and I believe in it. He's a personal savior. If you want him to be a personal savior... The way you get intimate with the Lord Jesus Christ is to let this light shine on you while you say. Come on, somebody ought to lift up their voice right now. We're getting ready to baptize some young people. They just headed back there. I'm fixing to have the choir come. 
I want the musicians to come on right now because we're fixing to do something. If the enemy's stolen your praise, if your sickness, if your headache, if your backache, if your mental issues have been battling you, today is the day where you and God get intimate again. And when you do, you produce an environment. You birth something that generations can be blessed by. They're fixing to sing that song. And I, I, I'm just challenging y'all. Don't be piddling. Don't be piddling. This is somebody's opportunity. Who knows? If I feel the liberty that I have right now, I can, I can promise you that our brother Anthony McDaniel did not know last Sunday was the last Sunday. Nobody knows. This may be the last Sunday. This may be your last opportunity to say, I don't care what Jacob thinks. I don't care how ugly they feel it is. I come to praise. Now we're going to drop down to the last song that's given to King David, Psalm 150. Somebody said, well, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Well, then you're in the perfect position to praise Him. Somebody said, well, I've already got it. Well, then you're in the perfect place to praise Him. Somebody said, but pastor, you don't understand my financial calamity. You don't understand the condition of my family. You're in a perfect place. But pastor, everything's perfect. You don't get it. We're just loaded up in every way. You're in a perfect place. Y'all join in with me when it gets that time. Here's what David said. He said, praise ye the Lord. The Bible speaks to all times and generations. Let me say it again. David said, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament or under the authority and under his power. Praise him for his mighty acts or the things he's already done. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. I know some people have never been introduced to my God, the God of the Holy Ghost, because I can tell by their praise they don't know how great he is. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the string instruments. Just so you know what key are y'all in? Y'all all in F? All right, then go there. Come on with the string instruments. Make it loud. It ain't got to be the same. Just some praise. I don't know F from Q, but they ain't in the same key. Hold on. We're just to get to that part. Watch this right here. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Now you live. Come on, Sister Beckham. Uh, I love you. And I know you're timid, but I know you can tear that thing up. I know I like you. She'll pull her glasses off and got serious. Come on, make it talk for a little bit. 
make space for everybody to see. Watch what's fixing to happen right here. Caleb, upon the profession of your faith and according to the word of the Lord, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, 